Hey everyone, welcome back to the MTG Painful Truths Podcast. This is episode number six. I am your host, Brent Wagner. Joining me, as always, is my good friend, Cole Kirkman. Cole, how have you been? I've been good. You know, <clears throat> same old story every time. Work, work, work. But, you know, last weekend we got to do something pretty exciting. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we talked about on episode five how we would go probably go to a uh, local 1K event. Uh, we locked in, I think it was Thursday or Friday, we're like, all right, we're in, and uh, we made travel plans, which basically meant Cole comes to my apartment, we drive. That's our travel plans. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and it was, a, it was a pretty good event for us, actually. Uh, so, uh, and that's, that's going to be the whole episode today. It's, it may be a short one, just going to go over the 1K event. Uh, Cole, we did pretty good. You got... We both top aided, but you actually did a little bit better than that. You actually top four. Barely. I don't think we ever finalized placement, but yeah, we. I got top four and you got top eight. Right. It was a pretty good event. It was kind of a small event for a 1K. I, I don't even know if the store made money. Um, it was. There was like barely enough. Barely. Or there was like 23 people total. It, so it was wasn't it 27, I think? Uh, it was something like that. It wasn't yeah. like definitely we were... not like a one k. You'd be like, oh man, the whole town's out. Right. This we, we went there a few months ago, and there was like fifty some people, something like that. It was a lot, a lot more people uh, there. This one only had like yeah, some twenty some twenty twenty some people. But yeah, you t- you made top four, and I narrowly missed. Uh, I missed. I barely lost in top eight and just like you barely losing in top four you were almost on the on your way to the finals uh but we'll go over that here in a moment uh we kind of want to just go over kind of the swiss rounds it, because of the players there were five rounds and it was cut to top eight and we're just gonna go round by round uh through our experience uh and and the matchups that we played against uh so let's go ahead and get started i'm gonna probably just keep talking because uh you were of all the people, <laughs> uh, you get the you get the round one bye, um, which uh, I think is actually it will become pretty relevant later in the story. But yeah, yeah, the first round you did nothing. You were just yeah, you were just I, spectating. I got, to, I got to stand there and look cute the entire time. Yeah. So I so uh, so my first round, uh, I immediately saw Kahira. I was like, okay, elementals are scary. Blue white is less scary. And then uh, I found out pretty quickly it was blue white control. Uh, this game, this match took a long time. Um, I, I will admit, to just iterate here real quick, that yeah. it still looked like Elementals at the beginning because all they did play was Ketria. The first, the first line was like fetch Ketria, your end step, right? Oh, right, that's right. Yeah. Or no, actually, I think game one was just Ketria tapped. It was Ketria, you know, something like that, and I was like, okay, I think because I was like, okay, blue white definitely plays that for like a very light red splash, um. But then, like, I found it pretty quickly that was just straight blue-white control. Uh, I'm going to try to go through uh, what I remember. Uh, so, th- th- this game, the game one took about 32 minutes, something like that. Because I remember I looked up the clock and there was, like, less than 20 minutes remaining. Um, it was just kind of the, one of those weird games. And just later, in kind of in the mid-game, oh, uh, we didn't even go over uh, the decks we're playing. That's That's on me. Uh, so I was playing Amulet Titan just as we 
as as I kind of alluded to last week, uh, and uh, let me let let's uh, okay. So we're gonna I'm gonna take a step back real quick. I completely forgot we didn't say what we're playing. Uh, I bought Amulet Titan. Cole, you're on uh, Black Green Yogmoth uh, yes. combo. Um, so yeah, before we actually even get get into it, let's let's go over. Uh, uh, I feel like I've been talking for a while, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, throw the football at you. Uh, what what were kind of the deck choices that you were kind of going after, and why did you settle on Yawgmoth combo? Um, Yawgmoth was just... So it was between Spirits and Yawgmoth, Band Spirits to be exact. Um, it it really came down to just, like, which one I had played more and felt more comfortable with. So I, I kind of settled with uh, with Yawgmoth, and I'm really glad I did it. It frightened a lot of people in the funny enough um which we'll get into that later because like there was a lot of the room that was like oh my god there's a yogmoth player and and to be fair though there was i was not the only one uh there was another one around the room uh they did not do as well as i did but a lot of people in that room did not want to sit across the yogmoth that that day it was it was more it was pretty impressive actually because i i did not anticipate that many people be like, oh my god, he's on Yawgmoth. I don't want to play against it. Right. Yeah, I remember I, I kind of, you asked me, and uh, I was like, yeah, I think you just play Yawgmoth. I felt like that was a little bit more comfortable of a deck uh, for you uh, because you've been playing that a lot. And it is kind of, it, it is intimidating to, to sit across from it because you're just like, can, can he go for it? Because it's just like, think you could just instep court of calling get the get the combo piece and just kind of all of a sudden have a have a loop set up so it's it is very intimidating in a lot of spots uh so i uh funny enough i had a few decks that were that i was considering but it was really hard to persuade me to play uh something other than the amulet titan uh i i asked another friend group of mine like all right i have these decks uh Amulet Titan, Twiddlestorm, uh, Grixis, Dress Down Shadow, and I asked them for their opinion, and they three people said Grixis, Dress Down Shadow, and that was like the all the the only people who responded. I'm like, okay, well, thanks for the input. I'm still gonna play Amulet Titan. I I knew from the beginning I was probably was. I went with a list that was from Punt. His name is like Punt and Wine, who has been crushing the the Moto leaderboards playing Karn, Amulet Titan. Uh, and I was like, okay, I could, I'm in for that. I like Karn the Great Creator, and uh, I kind of like kind of the the angles it attacks, and it it actually wasn't terribly impressive this whole event, or it didn't come up. But I'm also kind of thinking, well, there's times where that got countered, but the Titan did not, so it did absorb a counter spell, and that's you'll you'll take that every time. And there are plenty of times it was relevant. Uh, so let's so go let's go back. Uh, to my round one that was against blue white control uh the game kind of settled to the point where i i remember there was a turn it was a i think it was a very good sequencing a very good timing to get the cavern of souls uh i had uh so much pack that i've just kind of been sitting on the for for most of the of uh, the game i was like okay i don't the, the window's not there or it's like i don't want to just like go for it here because opponent had a lot of cards in hand and I was like, all right, let's let's go for it. Or I drew Cavern Souls, like, all right, this window is is pretty good. So I cast Summoner's Pact, and typically the the place the sequence as a control player is like, 
Well, we'll let that resolve. You'll counter the Titan on the way down, and then uh, with the Pact, you it kind of eats up my next turn too. Uh, so uh, the pack, the Summoner's Pact resolved, and I said, all right, great. So I'll get the Titan, play Cavern Souls on Giant, play the Titan, and uh, then set up for basically. I I don't. It's hard to remember the exact specific lands that I that I got. Uh, I believe I just got uh, Simic Growth. Uh, Talaria West and got another Summoner's Pact basically for the next Titan or something like that. Uh, and later in the game, uh, that's not terribly relevant. Uh, he he had Solitudes to answer that Titan. Uh, uh, it, kind of in the middle of the game, I had Amulet of Vigor and four of the constructs from Urza Saga. And I, and I think this one was the costly mistake in this game. Basically, he's at about 13 life and I have four tokens and they're five fives. Uh, because of the Amulet of Vigor. He has uh, Teferi Hero of Dominaria on 8, so it's it's threatening to to Emblem. And he's at you know 13, like about, about 13 life. And I know that... I, 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 the attacks I made, and I wish I could go back, were I two Constructs at Teferi, because I assumed he had uh, Solitude or something. And two at the face. If he did literal nothing, Teferi goes down, he goes to three life or something like that. In hindsight, he had like bleak, or, uh, play Solitude into I uh, make a 1 1 shark, so he blocks the, t the, the Teferi attackers and he goes down to whatever life total or something. He emblems Teferi and he has like uh, Archmage's Charm, so. He's very easily able to clean up that game with the Teferi emblem. I did have like a small chance if he had stone nothing, but he whenever he casted draw two, I was like, all right, we need. I'm I'm it's down to that that game took 32 minutes and I have to win quick two games quickly. Uh, going to the next game, essentially I, uh, I I was looking pretty bleak and we went to time, and we went pretty deep into time. I think. There, everyone in the room was basically watching. Y'all took forever. I'm, yeah, thanks, Cole. Uh, we were the, uh, we were definitely take. I don't know exactly how many minutes it took, but I was just going over the sequence. I know the judge at one point, uh, they they said to kind of pick up the pace of play, which, uh, it, they they said that on my turn, but I'm, I, I, it's it's fine. I know I'm a bit of a slow calculated player, but. I do feel like I was not consuming that much of the overall game time, so I was kind of irked when he when they uh, said that to me. But it's it's not a big deal, and I know it was just kind of like we were. It was maybe ten minutes past time being called or something like that, and I was trying to think of a way to win. And I knew on my turn four that the best I could do was Karn minus get Walking Ballista and haste it, but he had blockers and his life total was bigger than my. Uh, then what I can make the walking ballista, so I just basically conceded. Um, it went to, uh, ended the round uh, down uh, or in the 0-1 bracket, and Cole, uh, you are the 1-0 bracket with the round one by. So that was how round one went. Uh, so I've been talking a lot. So Cole, why don't we go into your round two? Uh, this was by a, a one of my good buddies named Mikey. Uh, shout out to Mikey. He's on team like Game Armory. And there was like four or five people uh, in game armory gear. They that were, were playing. hugely represented there. It was, they, there was quite a lot. Right. Uh, so 
I'll I'll kind of yield the floor to you, um, so you can kind of go over. The, and he was on uh, Blue Eye Control, I want to say. He's almost always on Control, so I assume that that is what he was on. Uh, yeah, he he definitely was on Blue White. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, round two was definitely it was a very interesting round coming from the bye, you know. <laughs> sure. A- as you do. Uh. Yeah, going into round two. Um. Uh, that wasn't the repair round, right? That was like round four. That was round four, because I, I played against the opponent that you were gonna, about to play. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So, so yeah, round two. We go into round two. I'm against Mikey. He's on blue-white control. And, and we kind of have that idea already, like, in my head. Um, I think I even kind of told you, oh, that's Mikey. He almost always played blue-white control, at the, like, right before we started. Like, he posts on Twitter all the time, like, Pioneer, Modern, uh, blue-white uh, control deck list so that's that is his type yeah it, it and that definitely like it didn't kind of change how i, I played around things or what i did because i mean once you kind of figure out they're on blue white it's whatever um that matchup always feels like it just comes down to beating your opponent up and less like comboing off right so how did how did that game kind of it was a 2-1 victory for you do you recall how um was it just you basically play creatures and you're like, all right, show me Supreme Verdict, and he didn't. He didn't show it to you, so you won. Or how did? Well, the problem is, even Supreme Verdict didn't. It, it wasn't until game of two and three, where Supreme Verdict would have ever became relevant. Oh, okay. Uh, because of rest in peace. But like game one, you know, they played Mainboard Supreme Verdict, and he did it when I had like two Strangle Root guys out. Oh, okay. And I was oh, like, okay, man. well now you're taking six. <laughs> so. I do. I, for some reason, I just blanked on that. Yeah, you just have undying creatures, so they just get better. They don't just die. They they get better. Yeah, the most intricate thing was game two came down to... Uh, so, about the list. We didn't... I did not play a third Grist, which I should, and we will talk about that every... Most of this podcast today, about how Cole should have played the third Grist. <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, but I did play Outland Liberator, and game two against Mikey, I brought in the other one. So I had two, because I, 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 I was like, at worst, this is just a two-minute 2-2, two, two, which is fine. Sure, yep. Um, and there just came to be a critical point where Mikey had a Rest in Peace and a Shark Typhoon that resolved. And I sat there, and I was like, okay, well, I could not beat Mikey. I had an Outland Liberator. I was like, I can't beat him if he has Rip Out. But I, and, and also, he only had one card in hand, and he did not cast anything on his last turn. Right. So, so he, he has rest in peace and shark typhoon. You have he has like a liberator. he has like a three three shark, and I have like two undying creatures and liberator. And he's at a very critical life total right now. He he wasn't at low. It was like ten. Oh okay okay. So but I was like okay well I can get Yogmoth, but I cannot beat rest in peace. Like the whole point of like what I can do is like okay well with rest in peace, if I get rid of that, uh, Yogmoth will draw me a bunch of cards. If I don't get rid of that, then I'm stuck on drawing one card and I still have to find a way to deal with recipes at some point. Sure. And then if he draws a verdict, I'm super dead. Right. Because I, I was like, I was this like, is like game a, two, right? Yeah, this uh, is game yeah. two. Okay, sure. So I got rid of recipes. He then top decked Archmage's Charm into Big Teferi. Yep. So, which to that degree, I still don't think I could have beaten 
that top deck even if there was a rip out. That's probably true. So I think it was fine. Game three, though, was kind of a wash. It just came down to beating him up over and over again. And uh, I very much uh, beat him up over and over again. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, so so that was Blue Eye Control. Was there any anything else interesting about the matchup? Uh, uh, Gris was super critical. That's <laughs> Which I, we're going to yeah. hear all, all of this podcast today, I guarantee you guys. Gris, super critical. Grist super critical. <laughs> it's going to come up, I promise you. Okay. Uh, so my round two was it, it, it not terribly interesting. It was it was a three-game series I played against Burn. Uh, historically, this has been a pretty good uh, Titan matchup. Basically, uh, I, I can't even think of anything super eventful from it. But round one, game one, I basically had early Grazer, which is just... The most annoying thing to see if you're on the other side, on the bur- like if you're on the burn side, uh, he has to he, he has to trade a bolt for him, so, and I'm just like deal. And basically, I, I play a dryad, short, which is just almost impossible to kill, and then a titan, and it just gets incredibly easy from there. I, I don't even I don't even have ammo at this point. I just said, all right, I'm gonna get a Valica and Radiant Fountain, which basically just counters a full burn spell and. And he, I just had super, super lethal when I got to untap. He had stone nothing. Game two, he he was able to deal with my grazer and just had three. Uh, and I, it, admittedly, I had a pretty loose keep. I think I just had Dryad and the Great Creator, or something like that. And I don't. It wasn't nothing really. And I just did not draw it well. And he drew pretty well. He had three Monastery Swiss Spheres attacking in. And uh, he dealt with my dryad pretty quickly too, and that was pretty pretty annoying. Uh, going into game three, it was much like game one, where it's just play a titan, get radiant fountain, and my list actually had two radiant fountains, so basically I just gained four if I at at will. Um, but I was never at risk of losing that game. Um, so most of most of round two, I was basically just sitting behind you, Cole, watching you play against against Mikey. Uh, I mean, Burns just always kind of an easy matchup. Uh, I've I, lost I thankfully did not have to sit across burn. Yeah, right. That's just so frustrating. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so that leads us to round three. Um, this is uh, I'm trying to think of what I, I had. A, I actually wrote like a full deck list at, or a guide of what I did in these. My projects. mine were my all my rounds were super fucking like. <laughs> I, I will say this: I played against Mark Tide a lot. Right. In this oh, tournament, I, 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 I hit. There were a lot of Mark Tide there, and boy, howdy, did I hit it so many <laughs> times. Yeah. Okay. So okay, I found my round three. Um, I remember my round three. My round three, I think, was a two zero sweep on my uh, like on me. Well, you won your round three. No, I didn't. Remember. Mm-hmm. No, I lost out. No, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, I, I won my round five. Okay, okay. So you're. That's right. So because this mine was, was mine yeah. was living in. That's right. Yeah. And I won game two, and then he crushed me game three. It was a pretty pretty sick sequence. You had endurance in hand. He, living in's on the stack. Okay, so we'll, we'll go over mine real quick, but mine's not interesting. I promise you. I thought so it was interesting. I, well, that, that's the only interesting part, because game one, he crushed me, did, like, 
violent outbursts on. No, no, no! I won game one. I I got crushed game two. Because mm-hmm. the the subtle the solitude or subtlety or whatever. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. So game one, he doesn't find living end or violent outburst or whatever, and I just beat him up. Okay. And then game two, I go endurance in response to his living end. He then goes uh, whatever the blue one is. Uh. So, that's subtlety, right? It has to be subtlety. Subtlety is the the, the elemental that has basically yeah, that, on that yeah. Creature. So he did it to yeah. my endurance, and I lost. <laughs> but game three, though, we did get to the really cool part, where I endurance his graveyard. He then, in response, let, well, yeah, he let endurance resolve, right? And then with, uh, he let the other trigger resolve on endurance. Still in response to Living End. Cycle Street Wraith. Cycle Street Wraith, I think. And yes. then Cycle uh, Fairy Macabre. Right. Um, exiling the two creatures that were in my graveyard. Yep. And then I lost, if you couldn't guess. Yeah, I mean, it was very, very good sequencing um, on the opponent's side. And he found his sideboard cards. I wonder if he... Did we ever find out if he cycled Street Wraith into Fairy Macabre? No, I mean, it didn't, I don't think it mattered. Yeah, I mean... Because I had a Swamp anyway, so they, they weren't blockable. Uh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, And then, like... So we did play two cards on our sideboard for Footfalls, which there was only one of it there. And right. I never saw this card when I needed it. And that's because I was supposed to play it as a three of it, I didn't. Right. Uh, Necromentia. Yeah. Against yeah. Living End, I drew it as like the la- like one of the last cards before he went off. I was like, I hate it here. I, I remember watching that and I was like, oh, that's that sucks. <laughs> because it's just like, once there's like 20 power on the other side, you're like, you don't care about Necromentia then. <laughs> it's the, the turn before. Um, yeah. So my uh, my round three, I'll, I'll go over it. It was pretty quick. It wasn't terribly eventful. It was against uh, Is It Phoenix. Uh, I don't even, yeah, honestly, it was so quick that I kind of crushed him. He went like turn one thought scour. And I was like, okay, I, he's probably on Phoenix, but there's nothing like he, that he milled. And I beat him pretty quickly. And I jokingly told him like, I'll at least like advantage you for me, not really seeing what's going on. But I was like 90% sure on, on him uh, that he was playing Phoenix. And he kept a one lander going into game two and to, and then he played considered uh, at the uh, on on turn one, missed the land drop, did not find it, and as soon as he like passed the turn, I was like, oh, 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 honey, uh, this, this is gonna be rough for you, and uh, and you know, Phoenix is something where it's like, look, I I'm I'm kind of just blitzing and going, even post board, they, it's it's kind of tough for them to interact with with what I have going on outside of Blood Moon or Alpine Moon. Which I believe I saw him mill an Alpine Moon later or something like that. So I was like, okay, if that's his hate piece. It's not very good. It's passable, but it's not very good. Uh, and I just really just crush him very quickly. Nothing. It, th- that matchup typically is pretty pretty uh, easy. And with Card of the Great Creator, it's even easier because you actually just have access to a Tormod script uh, from a Karn. And, it, and then post board, I had a Bajuka Bog. So it's just. Incredibly strong with uh, him on the Demolix too. 
and it was it was there was not nothing nothing crazy. It's just like that's the matchup that uh, Amy was happy to play against, and then uh, I was ha- able to to defeat him. Uh, so before we go into round four, I remember us, the two of us and Mikey were all t- chatting together. We're all two and one at this point. And I'm nervous that we're gonna be that I'm gonna be paired against either one of them because we have the same record. And it was kind of lucky that it didn't happen because I did I was kind of looking at the scoreboard doing math and I'm like okay. And I was I, my gut told me that it turns out I was correct that three one and one is a good enough record to top eight. Three and two you probably have to be a little lucky. Uh, so. I said if we, if I get paired against either Mikey or or you Cole, uh, we're gonna one of us is gonna be eliminated in that round, just straight up. And maybe not, but it sure it sure as heck felt like it. Oh no, I I agree. It definitely felt like it. So I was like, okay, I just, I just hope to dodge both of you guys. And sure enough, I did. There was a repair, but uh, it wasn't terribly. Um, I, I both both times I did not play against either you or Mikey. Uh, so what was your round four? Uh, um, so my round four was, uh, oh, it was, uh, it was a uh, Merc Tide. It was my first Merc Tide matchup. And this is where we're going to come back to it. Uh, Gris would have been great. <laughs> um, so, uh, Gris was super critical in that matchup. He always is. Every Merc type player there was like, Gris is just the winning card, which I think it was round five is where we get to talk about the strongest play in the whole, whole tournament. Oh, oh yeah. That's, that's going to be sweet. Um, so we game one, I think I beat him. It didn't really matter. Like game three kind of came down to just us top decking, and he just played two Merc tides, and I just died. <laughs> I, I, this is what it came yeah. down to. No, sure, yeah, sure. He, he, I think I needed to draw like a Grist, and I I didn't, and I died. So my my round four wasn't that eventful. I was feeling a little sad because I was like, Jesus, like I needed to win that round. Losing it definitely wasn't a feel good moment. Um. So, I mean, the the matchup after that definitely didn't feel good. I was very worried that I was like, oh, my God, like, is Merc... Like, I I lost to Merc Tide at the HBMO. I lost to it here. I was like, can Yawgmoth beat Merc Tide? Right. And every, and every Merc Tide player there was like, oh, my God, Yawgmoth? I don't want to sit across that. And I was like, what do you mean? You, you've beaten me. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, so you lost uh, your round four. Uh, I play, I play, I got paired against the same deck, uh, blue red Merc Tide. This was uh, who you were originally at, prior to repairing. This is who you're sitting across after the repairing. Uh, I was like, oh, I need to scoot over because we were sitting next to each other, and you went somewhere else. Uh, so blue red Merc Tide. Uh, this was a two round victory for me, and this was a big deal because this is a and I was and I said. Three one and one is is should be good enough. Three and two, you gotta get lucky. I'm two and one, so I know if I win, I'm basically I could draw in in the last round. Uh, so big, pretty big round. And if I lose, I may be out. So, uh, it, he's playing against blue red Merc Tide. I have to look at my notes again from what happened. Uh, I remember he had a, a lethal board, or he had a 
I was like at five life. He had uh, Ragavan, Darcy, and I was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a little bit of trouble because I can't block Darcy right now. I play. I have I like a lot of mana, so I have like Dryad into Titan, and that's the plan. And I'm like, okay, what do I do? I'm like, okay, well, if he has Unholy Heat, I'm just stone dead. Uh, there's there's no, no nothing around it. Don't, don't even. I was like, okay, don't even play around it. Just like get lands that uh, don't worry about haste or anything like that. I'll just get uh, val like go for the Valakut play. It. So I basically play a Titan, get lands, and then I'm like, all right, I have Vesuva in hand, and I already have Valakut. So I'm like, all right. Play Vesuva, target Valica. He's like, okay. He's like, okay. Uh, uh, both, both those? And he's like, yep, they die. I was like, oh, thank gosh. And then I had super lethal on my own turn. But it, I, I assumed he had either Counterspell or Unholy Heat. I don't exactly know what he had, but it obviously wasn't uh, impactful. So I felt like I was very lucky. Uh, going into game two, um, it's kind of a weird game. We I basically keep a, a, a kind of a slow hand, uh, but it has Bajuka Bog. I'm like, okay, well that's that's gonna be pretty good to kind of just nurse the graveyard. Um, so I play uh, Dryad pretty early, and he has to abrade slash uh, bolt it or something like that. So I'm like, okay, well that that took two cards, and I got a lot of mana out of it. So I'm happy with that. And then I landed a Dryad right after that. So he clearly wanted it dead, and then I'm like, okay, how's the second one? And that one stuck around for a little bit. Uh, and then uh, I have Vesuva, which I'm like, all right, I'll target Bog, uh, Bog your graveyard again. So he, it was like three or four cards. And I'm like, okay, down, back down to zero. And I felt very happy with that. And we're both like playing off the top of the deck. Uh, I play Outland Liberator. And I think this was kind of like what was interesting about this card for me. And, I, and you, you already talked briefly about Outland Liberator too. I, mean, I didn't think about this, but it gets around Torpor Orb, which is kind of a big deal for Amulet. That is a reasonable card to bring in against Amulet. And this is not ETB effect like Reclamation Sage or Foundation Breaker. Uh, you could just play this. And in this case, it was relevant because if it was Rex Sage or, Out or Foundation Breaker, I'm not going to play a three or four mana two, uh, two power creature. But Foundation Breaker, I'm like, okay, well, if he has... Like, Blood Bloon is now a dead top top deck or alpine mode because i can easily kill it if it, if he doesn't play anything because they're kind of a hybrid control deck uh so maybe they just land go then i get to flip it on the scary side and it does more damage so i was pretty it, it really in this case i was i was like oh i'll play it and he just killed it right away he had a, an, a, a yet another abrade or something like that i am very happy with how well i mean my outland liberators were never as good as uh as yours, but that was kind of it for Outland Liberated the whole day. Uh, the but I, I did think like the corner case of it's just a creature that you uh, you can do the effect later made it interesting to me. But basically the 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 game it, I played a Titan and he did not have a counter spell and with uh, Dryad Ari out there I think I just had straight lethal with just getting lands. It, it wasn't terribly interesting. I was kind of surprised because Murktide was a... I've, I've heard so many mixed things about Titan versus Murktide. Originally it was... I think I said this on the cast where... Uh, that it's basically uh, a matchup that's so bad, don't even bother trying to fix it. Like, your cyber card should be for other matchups and then you'll have some plan, but it's just a very bad matchup. 
And then I hear from another, from the person I, I took this list from, he said, oh, I don't think Blue Red Murktite is a good deck, period. And he, he has had pretty decent luck with it. And maybe he's biased because he also has uh, Ensnaring Bridge, which actually is a decent card in the Karn package, so you just have kind of more threats. But I think, like, Ensnaring Bridge is, is like a real card that, that you're pretty happy to, pl to have access to uh, in, the, in the deck. So... I don't know, uh, but I was really happy to beat up on Murktide, especially, and this was, and then, so this makes me three and one, and I'm like, all right, I should be a lock for top eight, and then we check standings, uh, and I'm like, and I'm doing math, I'm like, okay, the 10th match point is enough to lock for top eight, and my opponent, uh, so the top three tables are all uh, three and one or better. There are two undefeateds, and they split, or they, they intentionally drew, and then the table next to me, and then my table. Uh, so we so we have the those seats locked up. Look over at Cole. He's actually in eighth place on breakers, which is a great sign, and he's the top-seeded two-and-two player. And he plays against the uh, one, one player who is three-and-one, uh, so he had the worst breakers, and he had to play against Cole. Uh, and so this is the round five uh, against. Uh, what? Uh, so I'll, I'll let you take it from here. So what were you playing on round five? I played against Mark Tide. <laughs> okay. And I hate it. Um, we went to game three, right? I mean, you watched the whole thing. Yeah, I sat next to you the whole time. Uh, I think it went to to three games. There's no way it did, but. Um, Honestly, I, no. I think you might have just crushed him in two. Now I think about it. Maybe. I don't know. It, it was a blur. <laughs> <laughs> not, not gonna lie, because I was so stressed that whole game. Right. Because uh, yeah. Because he. No, 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 no. It, it went to game three. It did go. Th okay, I'll take it, you. I'll. I'll it, yeah. it went to game three. I don't think there's really anything like different, like or super memorable from like the other times, except for game three. We got literally the coolest like interaction of just straight Dream Crush ever. Like, dude was not happy. <laughs> like, he was he was not a pleasant person, especially and, yeah yeah. So like. Oh my god. We uh we got to uh God, it's just so crazy to like retalk about honestly <laughs> cuz he it so he kind of just like so I do so against blue red Murktide, I kind of go with the beat him up plan like just play effective dudes and just beat them up and then uh hopefully that'll help or like hopefully they you know because their removals are red based, so like right. bolt and unholy heat. So like, if you could dodge, you know, if you're playing Strangleroot guys, it's really bad to unholy heat a Strangleroot guys. And then they don't want to block uh, Strangleroot guys with a monkey because then it's like really bad. Right. And then you also get uh, un, uh, you get the wolf out too, which is uh, also really annoying for uh, monkey because they don't want to attack with it. You know, stuff like that. So, 
Because you you know it's it's never it's never a feel good when you throw a monkey into a, a wolf and then you lose your monkey and then my wolf's out too too. Right, right. So he had two Darcy's out. I can't remember vividly what the I, all I remember from that position just because like I pretty much like fainted afterwards. So I he think, goes. He goes. I think I think live tolls were like you were about. I had it. Uh, I had it uh, about twelve. Like so you I had an still... endurance out. By the way. There, there wasn't endurance already on the battlefield. Okay. Because I remember I did that to, like, nuke an unholy heat at some point. to say and The whole game plan of game three... Like, game three was almost a wash for my opponent. I don't think he was beating me regardless. Because I went turn one... I was on the play because I lost game two. I went turn one, play a monkey go. Or play monkey. Play Iggy go. And he goes, turn one, pass. And I was like, okay, turn two, grist go. And he was like, oh... And I was like, is this good? <laughs> and uh, that, the Gris definitely... So the whole game he was trying to kill Gris. And he went super hard at one point to try to get rid of Gris off the battlefield. Like he... What he had done is I had endurance him to to stem a bleeding for a minute because I just had one in hand. Right. And he went like... Fed Shock Thought Scour himself. Uh... Fed shock, thought scour himself, trying to just get. Oh, well, this is all in response to his unholy heat. So you because I, I endured has... in response to his unholy heat. That's right. Uh, so he's trying to re-delirium his his uh, his spell on the stack. Yeah, which it doesn't. He he dug real deep, didn't do it. So he didn't attack with Darcy's, and it goes to his turn. I attack for three, and he goes to his turn. He pisses him off again, and he's like, "All right, tap out Blood Moon." And I'm looking at my hand. I'm like, oh, that. I mean, that's that's really good. Except for one thing, I have Court of Calling in my hand. Huh. And I was like, well, I could go get Outland Liberator here, and I could get rid of Blood Moon. And then I kind of like sat there and thought, and I was like, wait a minute. I was like, he tapped out for that. So he goes to combat because Darcy's are now angry, so he has to attack. And uh, he he sends them all at Gris, and I go in response, Cordex equals three. Go get Endurance. Put all your cards from your graveyard into your deck block both of your darcy's and i have never seen a man get more mad in my life about a play <laughs> i mean it was such a strong you had uh that and that was just lethal on the on the crackback but which i had two and i'm not gonna stroke like i knew that i definitely didn't even count that i thought it was lethal based on if his life total was infinite because that play right there was the biggest two for one like oh because that, that he yeah. had no islands he was cut off blue i was like i have two three fours and a grist i was like i will play this game oh you're so far ahead. even if he even if you had stone nothing it wasn't like it was still like it like a close-ish game or whatever but your endurance just like completely blew him out and he had like nothing he had nothing to fall back on he was all in on this play and he got and yeah if he was at he was like at 15 life I think he had, like, exactly Thor, like, just a few points over. But, yeah, if he was at, like, 80 life, he probably was still losing that game. He was so far behind. Yeah, it was... It, it was... Like I, like I said, I, I'm not going to act like I, I knew better. I did it just sheerly off. Just, I was like, this is this is it. Like, I'm doing this regardless if his life total is 1,000. Right. Yeah. Like, his life total could have been literally... X equals 8 billion and i would have been like i'm, I'm keeping it or i'm doing <laughs> i'm doing this like right yeah he was he was so far behind 
at that at that point. Yeah, he was just straight dead on just on your attack step. And you still had like a healthy Grist. You had like four, like a pretty yeah, good. Yeah, Grist was at like Gris was at like like I think it was at like four loyalty. I had like three insects. Like I had another um, endurance. I had I think an ignoble. And I was like, I don't care if I literally cannot cast another spell this whole game. Like I've won this game. Yeah, and sure enough, right away, and he was he was not happy uh, at all. Yeah, he was like, of course you had the cord. I was like, I've been sitting on this cord for, like, the whole game. Like, I value cord. Like, it's literally the best card in the whole deck. And it probably is. I, I think Yawgmoth is probably the best card in the whole deck. I mean, that are, yeah. That are Grist. Grist definitely showed his colors. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. Like, every uh, matchup. There was not a single matchup that I was like, Grist is bad against. Well, no, that's not true. I said Living End. I thought he definitely had no text against Living End. Sure. Right. Yeah. And they also have like instant speed. Here's twenty power, and you're like Grist. Yeah, that matchup never felt good. I wish I hit Necromentia because he took out forces. But I, yeah, I, I definitely needed to run a third. I ran a one uh, crime and punishment because I thought to myself like there could be hammer time here. Right. And I yeah. didn't want to lose to it, so. Yeah. All right. So at this point. You winning, and you were eighth place before, so you're basically locked in. You dream crush the one person who has three and one <laughs> going into the f- the fifth round, and uh, and you sneak in uh, at like seventh place. It, it was seventh because Nick got eighth, and Nick got eighth, and I think that would put me at like sixth. I think I was like the lowest of the three one and one players or something like that. Um, so let's go into top eight. Uh, oh wait, uh, Mikey. He was two and two, and he had Lee Warsbreakers. I said, "Mikey, I don't think you have a chance." And he got ninth, unfortunately. <laughs> he he uh, did, yeah. Yeah, I, I felt bad. I, I I was like, I just want to be real with you. Like, you know, definitely play, try to win. You know, whatever. Who knows what happens? Hopefully, I'm wrong. But um, I was. Uh, it's better to be proven wrong. Right. I would I would have been so happy if like we we took he took up the eighth, number eight spot at that point. But I knew his breakers were pretty bad, so he he was one of the unlucky ones. Uh, so top eight. Uh, let me have you go ahead and go first, since you're gonna have two, since you made top four. Uh, so how how did your top eight uh, quarterfinal ma- match go? I played against my fourth round opponent. Uh, okay. Mark tied again, and I think this one only went to two. And you were on the draw because you were a lower seed. Yeah, I was on the draw. I was on the draw twice. Yeah, this only went to two. So I was on the draw. Game one, he had two Merc Tides, and it just came down to... I, I needed to top deck. So, so I had... So, okay, we talked about Gris being at a 3 of here. This was the one time that him not being a 3 of won me the game. Gotcha. Um, okay. So I played Innkeeper, and I was like, okay, well, I can... I had Yawgmoth, and I was like, I can loop two Undying Creatures to draw enough cards to hit Korn. Which will win me the game. Right. He had three mana open. I was like, ugh. It's like, this doesn't really feel like... It doesn't feel good. So I like play a wolf, and I'm like, this is good. He's like, yeah. And then I play another wolf, and he's like, uh, in response, I'll bolt uh, your innkeeper. And I was like... And I was at three life, by the way. He had like a 12-12 and a 5-5. And I was like... And they were both Wait, did, did I miss that? Did you have way to gain life? Yeah, it was innkeeper. 
Or no, I was at five. I was at five. Okay, oh, oh, okay. I was about to say, did he just like bolt? No, no, no. I was creature? at five. Would... No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I, I was okay. at a high enough life total that he could not physically bolt me to kill me. Okay, I was just checking. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so I play the other wolf, and he bolts the innkeeper in response. I'm like, ugh. I'm like, alright, I'll pay life, sack innkeeper, targeted. I just kind of targeted the Merktides for fun, because they were huge. And uh, I drew the second innkeeper. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, which, this, win this wins the game. Which would have been a grist if you had... It would have been a grist, one. yeah. Okay. And I, I played it, and he was like, oh. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. And then I made another treasure. I had like three extra mana, and I drew a bunch of cards, found an Eldritch Evolution, when got uh, whatever, Garal's Messenger, which I was only on two, and that felt fine, by the way. Right. I don't think I'll change that. Uh, but yeah, I got those, and then, uh, then I won. And then game two was uh, very fast, unfortunately. He was a really cool guy, and I'm sorry it went down this way, but he, he kept a one-lander with double uh, Thought Scour, and I kept a hand with, like, Endurance and stuff, and he just... On one land, I endurance him, like, twice. Right. I was like, Hardcast Endurance, Court for Endurance, and I was like, I'm just never letting you have a graveyard. Because he kept counting his graveyard, and I figured he only kept a one-lander if he was trying to turbo a Murktide out, which which is very good in the matchup. Sure, yeah. And I just, I just didn't even let that dream even remotely become a possibility in that. <laughs> like even gotcha. if he did find a second land, he was not doing it. Yeah. Okay. So mine, mine was very fast. So I was very relieved about it. Right. I felt like you were done pretty quickly. You you went to watch my game pretty quick. Uh, so my match was against Living In. This is the same opponent that you played. Uh, this was your round three loss, I think, or round yeah three. No, it was round three. It was my first loss. Your first loss, yeah. Uh, so I knew he was living in, and I was like, okay, I have Karn and Tormod's Crypt, as opposed to main deck Relic, which I've had historically, like the stock built will run one or two Relics. Uh, so I have a hand that has Karn the Great Creator. I'm like, okay, this is, you know, obviously this is really good. But he griefs me early, and I have basically, I kind of kept, I kind of leaned a little, really hard in that, and he griefed me later and took a dryad, and I just never did anything relevant. Uh, game two, and so let me go over a sideboard decision I made, and it's relevant, so I'll bring it up here. I brought in Bajuka Bog, uh, obviously, which makes sense. It's an easy card to bring in. Uh, they're a graveyard-style deck, and if you can get it early, it's good. Uh, I cut Radiant Fountain for that. Just just one, you know, I'm a card. Karn, the Great Creator deck, so you only have so many sideboard slots. Uh, prior to him casting Living In, he he cast Grief, and I have like Grief, or I have a primeval, two Primeval Titans and a Dryad. So he's like, I'll take one of them, and he's like, Oh wait, <laughs> and as the Living In resolves, and I'm like, All right, well I'm gonna I'm gonna get some lands, and um, and then sh next turn I just have Dryad and Titan and uh. Actually, miss. I, I did make a mistake that that wasn't turns out wasn't a big deal. I, w I was attacking with two titans. He's he's at full life, and I cannot present lethal uh, because I forget. I didn't. I was getting my first lance trigger from attacking. I was like, oh wait, I have my double strike lance in hand. I was like, oh gosh. It turns out it wasn't that big of a deal. My eventually, I just basically cast. He makes blocks to stay alive. 
uh, or blocks to kill my 8-6. Uh, I just card my ice, get Worm Coil, cast it. And he's like, okay, well, that I cannot beat that. So that was the one time I cast Worm Coil Engine. It just let you instant concession. So that was good. Uh, game three, uh, he, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's cycling his cards. Uh, and he basically, I, I'm, I don't do anything. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, uh, or I'm not in a position where I can really do anything. So um, he cast Living In, uh, I, think, I believe through Charlotte's Agent on his turn. I'm like, okay, well, let me cast, and he has 21 power, and that's incredibly relevant. I have 20 life, he has 21 power. I cast Titan, and I'm like going through my cards, I'm like, oh, wait, Radiant Fountain's in the board. Uh, and I'm like, oh, no. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, here's a Titan pass, and he has Petty Theft, and he, he just wins the game on the spot. And I realized as I looked at the sideboard guide, Cavern of Souls was the cut, and I remember I kept it in because I said, okay, well, this is green mana for creatures, mana sucks, and I kind of just stopped thinking about it there. And I got very punished in this spot, and I and that's that kind of sucks, uh, because Basically, I, I would have gone to 22 life. He petty thefts my Titan. I go to one. I, I already had Karn the Great Creator in hand. And I would have had uh, two Primeval Titans and a, a and a random card off the top to, to draw. And I could easily cast Titan into Karn into Bridge on my turn. Uh, and I... I do not do ma or I do because of Radiant Fountain not being in the deck. I'm just dead on the spot, so I'm, that was kind of frustrating, and I got very punished for it. But that was uh, so that that was that was the end of my tournament. I got top eight, and then I just bought magic cards. Yeah, yes, you did. You used your money to go buy magic cards. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> like screw this. I'm gonna buy more cards. Um, so uh, we'll end it off with you in the top four. Yeah, so I did get to play against somebody that I've known for a while, so it was pretty fun. Uh, Mr. Nick Tardif. Uh, absolutely love that man. We had a blast. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he beat me in three. Uh, it came, it, I really think the whole match came down this super critical turn where play draw was the most important thing of all time. Sure. So he was on the play game three. He uh, he plays a land pass. I play a dork. And in my hand, I have Necromentia. And I'm like, alright. And he... Uh, he uh, fire and ice is my dork. I look at my hand. I'm like, oh my god. So he actually prevented you from using your man on your turn to cast Necromentia. Yeah. I totally missed that. Okay. And then we went to my turn. I played a Stranglerer Geist. He was on the Bolt of Five, by the way. Uh-huh. And then he Violent Outburst. Or, uh... Shardless Agent. And then it just kind of got into this, wor this weird game where I eventually Necromantia all of his Rhinos out. And then it gets this really grindy game where we're both not doing anything because I have enough blocks to kill his two Rhinos. And, you know, he didn't really want to give those up. And then uh, he kind of he he kind of just uh, he top decks a brazen borrower and that wins on the game. Yep, that was 
that was so rough to watch because the it felt like the whole game you took so you ripped out all the rhinos so basically the best creatures he can have is already on the table well uh, fury also would have been probably pretty oh yeah that's that's true um we we did talk about that because during our whole game we were super open with each other about every play i told him like he asked me if tapping down the iggy was better than shooting it and i was like shooting it was definitely better right because he was like well i wanted to draw a card and i was like i mean that makes sense like i don't blame you but like killing it when it was like super super critical right that because that i mean killing a iggy is a cantrip it, 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 i think it counts yeah I, i'll put it there too i think that definitely is about the the same thing right um so yeah, it, it just came down to all that. It, regardless, I could have not like I was totally okay losing to him. We we love playing each other. We're super fun. Uh, I had a blast. The matches look like a lot of fun too. Like they're all all matches look r- really good and close. Yeah, they were all close, and it it kind of just added to how stressful uh, Yogmoth really is. Right. Yeah, I totally get it. Dude, Yogma, I was watching you play, and I'm just like, I would I would hate to be piloting this stupid deck because it just looks so stressful. You just have, like, these creatures that are, like, relevant but pretty crappy, and you're fighting this grindy game. I'm just like, why would you choose to do this to yourself? Cole, why would you choose to do this to yourself? <laughs> yeah, it, I definitely, nine times out of ten, I'll be honest, I, I would not recommend it. Oh well, and that's not necessarily true though, because the deck is deck is good. Uh, um, yeah. If you know what you're doing with it, you can win a lot of your matches. Um, I will definitely say that, but there are a lot of times that the deck does just feel really bad. Either sure. way, though, I I definitely was super happy with my deck choice. Uh, would totally hundred percent play again. Right. Uh, so I guess like one last thing, uh, that I want to go over it, you, you kind of already alluded to it, but, uh, what, what changes would you make going forward? Into the uh, deck? third grist easily hundred percent third grist. Okay. Um, was, was there any, uh, any other changes that you would consider? Crime and punishment didn't do anything. Obviously it's cause I didn't see that matchup that it would have mattered. Um, I don't think I like, I, I definitely think it had to be a third necromantia somewhere in that sideboard. If I'm going to play necromantia. Okay. But if not, then, like, if I don't play Necromancy, it frees up slots. But beyond that, uh, there's not another change I really could think about off the top of my head. Gotcha. So I, I saw a list. Uh, I, I don't remember where it was, but actually a local player who plays Jog, I played a, uh, I was talking to her on Monday. And she was actually running Aether Vials. I don't know what those decks look like, but I didn't know if that was It's something. It's usually the white splash decks, so you could play uh, Scurry Oak and the other big dumb thing that combos with it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but you're, you're kind of... I remember you. there was discussion of, like, do you run two Gris or one one main, one side? Gris is just such a good card. I, I it's, it's so good. Oh, no, it's, I, it's, it's all three. I... After this weekend, and just in general, like, there's just not a lot of matchups in this. I'm looking at the top modern decks right now. There's just not a lot of matchups where I'm just like, yeah, Chris isn't good. I mean, it just does stuff every, like, all the time. Yeah, he he literally just is always going to do something. Right. Yeah. 
so I, so I asked you what you want to do because really I just wanted to talk about the changes I made. So obviously I said I, I took from Punt then Wines, uh, Karn List, um, but there were a few uh, and there were a few biases that I had, so I made a few, few different changes. I actually think I would. Um, I think at the time I kind of wrote a, 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 a tournament report. I haven't published it, but I just wrote it and I'm like, okay, well, I think I'm gonna take something back. So he had. Two caverns in the maid, one in the sideboard, which is something we haven't done as Titan players. We've had up to two or like one in the, uh, a second one in the sideboard, but never the third. And he said he wanted three, and I said, okay, well, I'm going to cut the second main deck cavern. He also had two Valakuts. This one I'll, I'll, st I'll stand my ground on a little bit because the second Valakut can be incredibly explosive, but there's also just plenty of times where it it doesn't matter. Like it, like you have enough lethal damage with just a single Valakut. So I've been, and I've, I, mentally I've been like, Valakut is just like the second Valakut is a cuttable card slot. Um, so I was, uh, so I just went to a single Valakut, and those cards became the second and third copy of Castle Garenbrig, a card that I've just been so high on, and I, it's I, I hate seeing. He, so he was only on one on his list. And I. Just, Ugh, that was so frustrating to see because there's so many times that Castle Garenberg just kind of saves your saves you so hard. Um, it counts as like two. I, I look at it as a, a a dual mana source that doesn't require a bounce a lot of the times. And it's when you're doing kind of amulet math in the early turns, you're like, okay, well, do I play Saga? Like the the turn you play Saga is incredibly relevant. If you play it turn one, you have to have six mana on three, so you need either uh, an amulet, a, a, a single amulet already, a Castle Gambrick helps, a Borough Grazer. You just need kind cards like that to kind of help enable a six man on turn three. Um, so I, I like Castle Gambrick to kind of help bridge that gap. Uh, and that's and that was it. The and oh, the other sideboard change I made was Outland Liberator. Uh, this one I originally had Foundation Breaker, which has just been the staple card, but I was just in the mood to experiment and see what was better. Neither card would have been very relevant at all. I did play against Murktide, but uh, it only absorbed in a braid, so it wasn't terribly impactful. And I did not do a good job keeping track of day and night, so that's just something to keep in keep in mind. Uh, neither did I, but I also don't think it mattered. It, well, you have up to two in your deck, so it could like on later turns, it could just be a two man three three that just has that that scary text. Um. But, I, I think it uh, did flip one game and then just didn't matter. Sure. Um, it would just be kind of annoying to have to go back and say, oh, well, did you cast a spell that turn? Like, I, I don't I don't know, actually know how that goes because I know, like, um, City's Blessing back in the day, I think there was a rules change to say if, if at any point you had 10 permanents and you missed it, you just get it. Like, if you can... Uh, not not confirm, but just like say, oh well, I had a token that I chump block with, and now I have nine permanents, but I did have ten, so I get city's blessing or something like that. I I don't actually know what happens here. I feel like that's um like if, if you would have to or how you can. Are you talking it. about like if you missed it? If yeah, if it's missed because that was something I did not keep track of. It wasn't relevant in my game at all, but um. Uh, I, I mean, in all of copy. my games, it was never even really that relevant but I, I definitely see what you're talking about like is a is a three three 
I don't know. There's just a lot of games like that. Everybody was just casting like twelve spells a turn. No, sure. Yeah, there's plenty of times where two spells are cast in a turn very easily. Like, I I get that too, but I just can't imagine like if you played Outland Liberator and like five turns later, you're like, okay, well, did did one of us not play a spell on a turn, or did you cast? Like, I could see that being the case uh, as well. So I don't know. That so that was kind of weird. Or that's something I could definitely see keeping up, but as the amulet player, it would be annoying to keep track if it already if I already sacrifice it, and I'm just like flipping a token to day and night, and it's just not relevant at all because that's the one copy of anything, day bound or night bound. So I don't know. Yeah, I, I think the I think for that it's very minimal, but it does matter. It, it, yeah, it's something it, you probably want to keep. You know what? Just I should keep track of it just to kind of like scare it. All right, night, and then just like flip it. Like, all right, great, and then just like do whatever normal. So you could just play poker a little bit and just like, oh, nighttime, perfect. All part of the plan. Explore pass or you know whatever. Um, so that was it. Yeah, that was that, that was our experience. So. Yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, I guess... Uh, oh, one last thing. Uh, the McDonald's there does not have honey, and that was very upsetting to me. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the sodas they had were very bad. It was... No, it was... It, it was oh, man. It was so bad. Like, uh, such an experience. It felt like I was going to get mugged at the gas station. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Right, because I I remember I told you like, hey, don't worry about your lightning cable. I have one, and then like when we're leaving, I'm like, hey, so remember that lightning cable I told you that I had? Yeah, I literally was like, I hey, Brent, uh, my phone's at like four percent. He's like, oh, I'll grab it for you. <laughs> I I dude, I I went back to where I was like, I don't know where I put it, and then it was in my dresser where I keep all my like my keys and stuff. I was like, ah. I put it there to not forget, and I forgot. So I'm, I'm sorry about that. Wow. That's what you, yeah, I, I know. Uh, it was fun though. It was a good trip. I, I the store was great. Um, I, I yeah, actually, I uh, I'm more than likely going to be returning, uh, the weekend before the, uh, the pro support event. Uh, to play in their Pokemon One K. <gasps> That's cool. I didn't know they were doing that. I know they had they have standard coming up this weekend. Um. This upcoming weekend, which we definitely That's... will not be attending. Sorry, guys. Nope. 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 I, I know very like basically nothing about standard other than it's all about all runs Epiphany and the Cadillac, and decks around those. That's all I know. The good old Cadillac, dude. I have a that was that was something that Car and Amulet was running for a hot minute too, and I was so excited. I actually bought like a crap load of cat tokens from some artists on Etsy. And then, like, as soon as I got them in, we we moved on to, like, not playing to Cadillac. Or, like, I think we went to Golos or just, like, not Karn at all. So I was very, very sad. I still have all those tokens. I, I just... Hey, I, I don't think it takes a lot for that card to come back, though. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, it, it's, it's a pretty strong card. I do like it quite a bit. The good old, um, the good old Cadillac. Yeah, I think I have like three copies, like one on accident, and then I bought like one or two foils or something like that. I, I don't know why. I, it was like cheap enough, so I got foils. Good old, good old standard, uh, 
Standard rare. Now that the uh, that standard got warped with throne being removed, it's probably a, it's like a completely different different format. Uh, from what it looks like, it kind of is. Like it kind of yeah. looks like it's it's something new. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll do. Uh, I believe next week. Uh, so I know we talked about the, the cards of the year. Uh, we can't. It took us a little while to do the 2020 cards of the year because it just never was a good moment for us to do it. Uh, we may do the 2019 cards of the year next week. It that will probably just be a decade episode because that that uh, has Throne of Eldraine in the set. So uh, that's it's just going to take a long time. It's going to take longer than the 2020 ones. Um, that's going to be a very fucking long episode. I'm not going to lie. And we already talked, and we're not even going to include Modern Horizons in this either. It's just the standard sets. Um, it's still going to take a long time. There are a lot of good cards in the sets in in 2019. We may do honorary Modern Horizons cards, but I'm, it's it's not a big deal. It's really all of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, like... Uh... There, yeah, like if we added Modern Horizons, it would it would be a whole different beast, and just it's that's so much. Right, and I think for twenty twenty one, whenever we get to that, I think we're gonna exempt it as well. Even though yeah, because because then we like it, it. We we talked about it a little bit, just kind of prepping for it, and, it, and if we added it, it would just be like Darcy's and Ragavan and just Merktide, and it, it's just. It, like every all those cards are just so good and it's just like they they only impact two formats and we do care about standard and pioneer impact or i, I care a lot about it honestly so when we're discussing card of the year i know it's like it's not really real but i think it's uh, i think it's important we should have these ground rules in place yeah i'll, I'll agree to that and we also agree that we're going to ban Oko as card of the year because that's obviously going to be card of the year. So, so gonna... but to that extent, when we have talked about it, it's not like... It... We, we're not voting for first place. Like When we say we're banning Oko, it's not like we're saying, oh, Oko isn't card of the year. We're saying we're voting for second place because that just sounds better. Right. Because yeah. when voting for first place, it, it's hard to argue against him. Right. No, I, I, yeah, you can't. No, you cannot make a reasonable argument that any other card should be card of the year. With with even the impact he, that he yeah. had, even even, and we talked about it a little bit. Even if you added MH one, like, like Rin and Hogak, and it's not even like Hogak has not nearly affected. Like, because when you look at card of the year, you kind of look at like how much it affected every other format around it that it was legal in. Sure, and, and true, Hogak was not legal in you know Pioneer and Standards, but Hogak. Didn't get banned out of Legacy. Right. So, yeah. you know. It is just like a deck you can run, and Rin was too good for Legacy. It also, if you look at Hogak and Oko, the thing with Hogak was you had to play the Hogak deck. Oko was, you play an Oko in every deck. Right. You have your green deck, splash blue for him. Does not matter. Or you're a blue deck, splash green for him. Like, right. If you're blue, I control your band control. If you're... If you're if you're blue black control your soul tie control like yeah if you're if if you want to play Urza you're playing blue green Urza with shitloads of food and yeah yeah 
I, I, I don't miss the card. I don't miss a lot of those cards. Uh, and besides, like, Throne of Eldraine, which is already a powerful format, we also have War of the Spark in the same year. It's just, it's going to be a long episode. Tons of powerful, impactful cards. I mean, it was the year that broke magic, honestly, though. Right. It, it was funny. It's like 2020, or actually 2021 is actually pretty tame compared to... Oh, it's totally, it's very tame. Like, excluding MH1, it, we've kind of talked about it. It's, it's very, very tame. Or MH2, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Like, it... it yeah. It, it's just not even like I don't. I don't think we're ever gonna hit a year that's as close as it's gonna be with twenty twenty one or or twenty nineteen. Right. The sense of like, feel of dead, veil of summer, Oko, to fairy time raveler, like. Yeah, and the the uh, cycle the the standard cycle because the the standard cycles are like different. It was that standard cycle that had throne Theros Ikoria in twenty one. Just in, insane cycle of of standard legal cards. Yeah, and Oko and, and Uro were supposed to be legal at the same time. Right. Just can you? Can, I I don't want to think about it. But now it's just like we have Zendikar and Up, which is uh Cal Calheim, uh Strix, uh AFR and Midnight Hunt. Yeah. De- definitely a lot tamer. And it's interesting because you kind of look at the cards that are busted in the current standard being All Runs Epiphany and the Cadillac, and you're like, wow, those are those are, those are are real tame to what was busted out of Throne. Right. Yeah. Not, not to say that they're not too powerful in their own right for the standard format, but... One thing... The, uh, so I think Worlds is... I I don't keep in touch with, like, Worlds, but I think that's, like, this weekend or next weekend. Yeah, I it's just, it's tomorrow. I, I'm kind of interested to kind of watch it. I may check it out, but I, I, one thing I'm really glad... Is, I feel like Worlds has always been, like, the end of a standard cycle. Like, in this case, like, it would have had Throne of Eldraine and, and uh, you know, all those other sets legal, and Midnight Hunt uh, not would not have been legal. That, that always kind of annoyed me, so I'm glad that it's just, like, the new standard cycle not like the one that's about to be expired because that's how it was before and that was pretty stupid i i never liked that um and yeah they get to preview like the best decks of new standard that's like that's cool that's the way it should be every all the time so you sell your product yep it's it's definitely interesting. I I am a little more interested in standard than I have been in a, in a long time. I, I, I will I, I will. You're put not that. alone on that either. Like there's a lot of people who who are like, okay, now I'm like now that Thrones out and and those other sets and Yorian, I I'm in basically. I'm I not de- quite there. I'm not quite there personally. No, I, I probably would like. I, I might, like, play it if, if somebody... Like, if you were telling me to play Standard before, I'd be like, you know, but, like, now I'm kind of like, eh, you know, maybe. Right. Yeah. Well, Cole, I think that'll do it for us this week. Thank you guys so much for checking us out, and we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, later, y'all.